Welcome back. Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Grizzly Bear Blues. I'm the one P Shark with the guys. What's going on, y'all? I'm a Memphis Ratchet. <laughs> I'm just playing. A underscore Scott Leader on Twitter. What that kind of is my name, G. <laughs> hey, if you hear all the music in the background, this is Boy Trail. I'm in Michigan right now looking for Rip Hamilton. Still trying to learn how to come off these screens and everything. All right, what's good? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Got the bounce in the bag, got the bounce going. Mm-hmm. Right, he got um, hydraulics in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, just cleaning everything up, man, getting the post together. Uh, it's your boy, Shitty. It's really Shitty on Twitter. Yep, yep. And we're doing the four-man rotation today. Yes, Mr. Tev Shakiri won't be able to join us today. But remember, follow us on Twitter at the starting five. 5-M-E-M. Follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network. Core 4 Podcast, 3D Podcast, and GBB Live. But first topic for today, um, the NBA announced their Executive of the Year Award. And our very own Mr. King Climbing, Zach Climbing, came in sixth place. The winner, however, was Lawrence Frank from the Clippers. <laughs> Which is a very interesting winner, considering how the season. So, what are y'all thoughts? First, I guess about King King climbing, and about the other uh, place finishes, including Lawrence Frank, Frank and um, the Lakers. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scalvin. Name? Uh, Rob Lincoln. Yeah, Rob Lincoln finishing seventh, actually. So, <laughs> what are y'all thoughts uh, about King climbing? Uh, was uh, I don't want to say I'm shocked that he finished sixth. Um, when it comes to awards like this, um, we all know that Memphis is historically known for not giving getting the recognition that they they're, they're supposed to get. So as far as that, um, not really too shocked that he finished sixth. Um, I would have liked for him to finish a little higher, maybe like top five, um, because I did think that I think some of the teams that finished in front of him, I think they deserve to finish that high. Um, like Sam Presti, um, Rob Palenka, Lawrence Frank, and we kind of know how that story ended. And so whether he was worthy of being a top five executive of the year, um, that's a little questionable. But I think for the moves that he was able to make, of course, with with, um, with signing Ja and then getting off the Andre Iguodala uh, contract, which everybody wanted him to get off of. And I think even as Memphians, um, I'm glad that we were able to get off the contract for him to do make those moves. I think those those are really good. Um, I think those were that was worthy of at least finishing top five. Um, so it was like I said, he finished a little bit out of top five, but it is what it is. We're not we're used to Memphis players or executives finishing this low on the list. So. And I have the list in front of me now. Um, mm-hmm. Lawrence Franklin said, of course, finished first. Sam Presti finished second. Pat Riley finished third. John Horstia for the Market Bucks finished fourth. And Masai Ujiri finished fifth ahead of climbing. Then Rob Lingo. He could have been in front of Ujiri, in my opinion. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't really make a move. Yeah, they didn't really do too much of anything. They kept the same thing. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, as a resident Heat fan, of course, um, Pat Riley being number three and the moves that we made in exchange with the Grizzlies, we don't make those exchanges. I don't think the Heat are even in the finals right now. Um, Jay Crowder's been playing uh, phenomenal. Iggy's been coming off the bench doing what he can do. Um, somehow or another, Solomon Hill makes an appearance um, and was about to get into the game last night, but I'll talk about that another time. Um, 
but I, I like that exchange between the two. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think if we're still talking about these awards being regular season awards, yeah, just regular season, I actually liked what Lawrence Frank did with the Clippers. The Clippers were – they were already a playoff team last year, yes. Um, they became the second seed during the regular season. Um, some of the other – advances that I did like about them, not just getting Paul George and getting Kawhi, but even like Reggie Jackson and, and the Morris twin, um, getting them for very minimal peanuts to the dollar um, because Patrick Beverly was out and needed you know some replacement with Reggie. Um, so I actually did like and, and kudos to that um, for that, for Lawrence being number one. But being six, Memphis is always going to be un- unfortunately looked down upon until like we probably win everything and still we'll probably be in second or third place even if you win it all. Um, and so it's very unfortunate. Um, I like the moves. I think we all are, are great with the moves that the Grizzlies are making. We understand that, again, I wish <laughs> Tuk was here because it's rebuilding, um, so to speak. Um, and I like how we're, what we're rebuilding with, the pieces that um, he's got. We got much younger. There's still a little veteran presence as well. But what we have, that nucleus, um, is going to continue to develop and move us forward and back into the playoffs, if you ask me, um, starting next year. Well, in my case, uh, pretty much what she said, this executive of the year, GM of the year, was a regular season thing. And this is what all the moves that Lawrence Frank was able to make, not just with signing Kawhi and acquiring Paul George, but getting Reggie Jackson off of the buyout session, getting, uh, I think it was Marcus Morris uh, in a buyout as well. Uh, I can see why he's number one, but of course, we all know how it all ended for them. Um, I also echo Sally as soon as I think no, no, I, I in the top five. She never said we um, know. Honestly, that was the Bucks' uh, GM that was like number four. Like, yeah. what did you do different? Besides have, yeah. Yeah. All of us in the car. Because the team that you had this year looked, didn't look any different than the team last year. So I don't see. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it just shows just how Memphis was mistreated. I still there. Two in the top five. Can't complain that he's even on the list, to be honest with you. Rob Lincoln, we must have been higher as well, too. So I really think both of them should have been in the top five. They could have been Frank Presley, Riley, Climb, and then Lincoln. That, that's my top five. Um, not a specific order, but just those five, most definitely. I agree. Yep, I agree. Um, actually, our friend, Mr. Darren Jeans, Overtime Rowicks, had a real problem with Rob Lincoln being seventh, and he's like a fan as well as Skyler, but um, he had a problem with him being below Zach Klein, I mean, but he had a problem with him being seventh, period. So, uh, I mean, let's say, looking at the list, executive year goes a lot to, like I said, last year's free agency signings. The Clippers did. Hit Paul George Kawhi. Did make the moves to Reggie Jackson. And Marcus Morris, although it didn't work out, it's talent. You know, uh, Sam Presti, you know, Chris Paul, the team, that Paul George trade, the hall that got in the trade. Pat Riley, you see what's going on now, Jimmy Butler, then the trade for Jake Crowder. Solomon Hill, who's getting him getting him a couple cameo appearances and Andre Godala. Surprise guest appearances. <laughs> Looking the same every time. God, he looks the same. Terrible. He did make that one three, though. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. Glad you kept notes on that. All right, man. Let's go into this free agency pick them for the Grizzlies. For one, first off, if y'all are not checking out the blogs that I'm getting, you know, spit out every single day by the great writers we have at GBB, please 
Go to the GreasyBearBlues.com website and check them out as they're spinning out content on a consistent basis. And right now they're doing two things. They're doing a draft profile series, profiling uh, players that will probably be available around the Greasy's peak. Um, I know, Skylar, you pulled up some of the guys. Do um, you have all the guys pulled up right now? No, I don't have all the guys picked up, um, but he did send us – he did send a list of who we probably would – be interested in like if I was probably uh Zach Klein who I would probably go after um and each one more in my opinion he kind of stood out um that's a player that I would want the Grizzlies to kind of go after um a 39 percent uh, three-point shooter um from uh first career um 45 to 50 percent field goal sh- uh, shooter from uh first career as well too so um I just liked his overall demeanor um, I liked his game and I just think that um for if I were the Grizzlies, of course you got to go with some. You got to go with another shooter. You got to go with somebody that's probably. I want to say I don't want to say been to the trenches before, but I think of the list that we got, he's probably one of the most uh, one of the veteran guys. And I think you also need a veteran um, and a three and D guy player too. So Etwan Moore um, is a guy that I've kind of looked at for a while as a Lakers fan. I've kind of wanted to to go after him for a while. Like even the whole Anthony Davis trade and who we would get back from the the Pelicans. He was kind of one of those people that I kind of kept my eye on. Um, again, just one of those three D players that I think every team would want. Of course, he doesn't get the he doesn't have the name or the cachet that a, a lot of other players has. But I think because that Pelicans uh, roster is kind of so deep, he doesn't get as much clock or uh, much playing time as he probably should. Um, that he probably would get on any other roster. But that's somebody that I would want the Grizzlies to go after. Yeah, I just don't like his number, um, but that's neither here nor there. Because um, we're like number 55 was his jersey number with New Orleans. Um, but that doesn't mean his stats don't speak for themselves. Um, sorry, Sharky had dropped Wi-Fi, but he's back now with us. Um, Sharky, can you go over our list again of who are the players um, that we want to sign for looking for free agency? I know um, Skylar already mentioned uh, E. Moore as being the talent that he would like to see. But what are the choices that we're talking about uh, with GBB? All right. So far, the article's reading uh, Sean Coleman covered Mo Harkless. Bryce Hayes covered Alec Burks. Uh, Brandon Abraham covered Pat Connaughton. As you already mentioned, Etwan Moore, Ben Hogan covered him. And Parker Fleming covered Derrick Jones Jr. So those are the five that's been covered so far. Yeah. Um, of these pieces, um, I'm kind of in flux with who I would like. Um, I, I hear about scoring, Scott, and I, I completely agree. I like what Alex Burke has done, uh, even like just recently with the 76ers, um, and what a two guard kind of deadly lineup could do for us, not knowing, you know, what Dylan Brooks is going to give us, right? Or even moving Dylan Brooks more to off the bench. Um, but I'm also a fan of, of course, Derek Jones Jr. Um, and the no fly and the airplane Jones, I should say. Um, I like him because of his versatility. Um, he's a guy that can actually really defend more the three and four. Um, his shot is not there all the time, but his heart and his determination really fits with the Grizzlies. Um, and that's why I really kind of like him. I would take Alice Burke over, over Derek Johnson. Let me be clear about that. Um, but Mo Harkless as well is another name that we mentioned. I only like him because of what Portland did with him in the playoffs. I think he did well, but overall, if I had to decide on one, I'm on my side with Alex Burke. Um, let me go down the so each person did like a Twitter poll for Grizzlies Nation upon writing their articles. So for each one more, um, the poll came out to be fifty point three percent were all for signing him. 
And 49.7, so very close. Uh, 49.7 was like, no, focus on you. Um, for Adley Burks, most Grizz Nation, only if De'Anthony Melton is gone. So a lot of this is being there, of course, De'Anthony Melton and Josh Jackson. Our current free agents, whether they're remained or not, but they're only De'Anthony Melton is gone, Warren, Delwin. But the second place was no, focus on what we have. So most people would say no with Adler Burks. Um, it was a definitive seven five percent not interested in Mo Harkless for Twitter poll. <laughs> um, also for Derek Jones Jr., no, not interested fifty three point nine percent. Second place was yes for three to four mil, which was thirty one percent. And for Pat Connaughton, yes at three to four mil annually was forty four percent. That was the highest. And second was not interested at thirty six percent. So for me, out of those choices, I need shooting. I love Derrick Jones Jr. Love the athleticism. I like. I need. I'm getting tired of getting people who can't shoot in Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's been about twenty. It's been about you know since '99, literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if it come about. I need shooting. Pat Connaughton, he can shoot. He's supposed to be a better shooting than what he is, but he's really. Career numbers wise, he shot like thirty three percent his last two years in Milwaukee. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be a better catch and shoot shooter in it, and he's athletic as well. So I think between him and Derrick Jones, he's an okay defender. If you want more defense, both of them would be good choices. Maybe with potential shoot down the road. Uh, Mo Harkless, I don't understand why he was even a choice in my opinion. <laughs> I like, I actually like Mo Harkless, but for what we mm-hmm. have. Down at his position, power forward, we don't. We're good. Yeah, we have no use for him. That's you don't want to be the Knicks. You have like 10 right. power forwards on the team. <laughs> exactly. Got no Barkley, like in the case of Derrick Jones Jr., being more of a forward than a three, which I mean, today's NBA, yeah, but I still look at him as a three down the road if mm-hmm. he's going to be potentially like, really good. Alec Burks, to me, is my choice of these, or and each one more would be second, shooting, scoring. Mm-hmm. Alec Burks could score. He just, the problem, I guess, the two I choose clean to. I'll choose Allen first, but he does stay hurt. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you need more towards Etoine more. Mm-hmm. He is older. He started wanting more of a veteran. Mm-hmm. Kind of picking hairs on there. Both can shoot. Allen Burks can really score, uh, be that scorer off the bench, but mm-hmm. stay injured. Well, let's see. Uh, well, for me, Etoine more makes the most sense. Uh, just because of his veteran leadership, him uh, being able to shoot and being able to defend as well. I guess the Grizzlies have been lacking for practically decades at this point. Um, that comes in is nice, but as you say, that's 33% from three um, so far in his career. Alec Burks, if you want instant offense off the bench, that'll be a nice second choice if you can't get each one more. Uh, I like Derrick Jones Jr. as well. Airplane mode will be flying high in Memphis, especially with him in there, that looks would be exciting, but I need not to answer. I need somebody to space space floor. I need somebody to knock down shots. So, right now, if I had to choose somebody, he's one more one out of my strong. It's caffeine in it. I think it's more so three of us, three or four of us looking at the first toy into one more. Terrence Jones Jr. for CD. What is it? It's like if we were to get him. Or something. I think it's just like I said, post the Grizz Nation. We're just trying to get some ideas on free agencies. Uh, coming up, there are more articles coming up. Uh, I looked at the list of players. Uh, Wayne Elton's name is popping up. We're going to talk about these names later because I saw Wayne Elton on the list, uh, Myers Leonard. Other players in the Yeah, I think probably he's not because of money. 
mm-hmm. think it like realistically Saddle Cap, man, I have Saddle Cap numbers at the next podcast on how much the Grizzlies have available to spend. As I as I've said before, that he was probably gonna cost too much. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, and also like I wanna see what and how Justice Winslow will do and provide for the Memphis Grizzlies and how he'll mesh with Ja and Triple J and allow Ja off the ball more um, and how the lineups can go. Because I, I really – I still believe in Justice Winslow. I, I still do. Mm. Um, he, he's got a, a good kind of like pedigree behind him a little bit. Um, it's just his injuries. I mean, you hate to see it, but he's just very injury prone. Uh, but when he is in the lineup, he does make a difference, um, whether he is – leading uh, as like a point forward, so to speak, um, or defending. Um, he can be very helpful and beneficial. And, and we got him for pennies on the dollar um, from Miami. And I would love to see how he can do if he can stay healthy. And now if he doesn't stay healthy, you know, of course, it's a, a loss. Um, but I don't think we take as much of a loss as we could have been if we, you know, would have outright signed him. So, again, want to look forward to what Justice Winslow's recovery looks like for him. Um, I, and, and Tyus Jones, too, right? Um He'll be back with us. A great guard coming you know, off the bench, giving instant offense. Him and, and Dylan Brooks off the bench. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can't wait to see what that will look like if they want to put Dylan Brooks on the bench. But that's just me. Uh, they're probably going to let him start. Yeah, and to your point, I think as, as, as a Grizzlies fan, also Grizzlies in front office, you almost – I don't want to say you have to go into the next season with that mindset, but anything – and I do mean – anything that you can get from Justice Winslow needs to be a plus. Um, once a player shows you who he is, then you just have to believe that's who he is. And Justice Winslow consistently stays hurt. But like you said, when he's on the court, he's a really good player. He's very versatile. He can, give, he can play the defense for you. He can play a point four for you. But how often have we seen that? So I think, um, I mean, and that's, I think, to your, I think that's kind of a point for you, CD. If you want to go try to sign Dick Jones Jr., then you can do that to possibly – um, replace Justice Winslow. Like I said, he's always hurt, and so you could possibly that could possibly be a bucket for that's, that could be a point for you for the um, for the Derek Jones three. But like you said, he doesn't stay healthy, and for me, that's an issue. The best ability is the availability. So, you know, and my opinion is be to keep Josh Jackson in that case. Yeah, and then obviously they don't want to play him in that role, but I feel like he can be that role. Him and Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow get hurt, then you got him to plug in. And he could be his backup at the time being. But speaking of Justice Winslow, he needs to stay off Twitter. Uh, doing game two of the finals, he was drunk tweeting or something because you look at it Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and they still on his Twitter page. I'm looking at it right now. He ain't deleted nothing. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> 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 shit out. <laughs> That's all I say. But speaking of Derek Jones Jr., we're going to talk about the Miami Heat in this NBA finals. Hmm. Time to just recording, actually. So, with this recording comes out, game six will already have been played. But mm-hmm. we're talking about the first five games. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Miami just got to within. They were down 3-1. They got within 3-2 last night with a 1-11 and 108 win. Uh, Jimmy Bullen, Ron James is pretty much a, you know, a showdown between, long, I'd say long-time rivals. I mean, they go back to the Bulls. Yeah, okay. Cavs. Um, so I mean, he's always gave LeBron some type of, I can say, problems or <clears throat> trouble. But he's always been him and LeBron's always been like a good matchup. It's never been like 
you know, <laughs> LeBron just dominates. It's always been Jimmy. Like your, 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 uh, Jacoby and T Mac. Yeah, like kind of like, yep, that's a good, that's a good. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. Yeah, about to say, speaking of T Mac, I can't wait to hear what Travis is going to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was about to call me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what, um, you know, say, Scott, you like us fan, me and CD with the heat. No, you want to do some trash talk, or you just want to uh, talk like uh, not playing? <laughs> talk for me, buddy. I haven't trash talked one time um, okay. since this since this finals has started, um, and that's just mainly because um, just so much respect for the Miami Heat, so much respect for Jimmy Butler. If you haven't been able to see much Jimmy Butler, if you don't know Jimmy Butler's worth, um, if you're Elton Brand of the 76ers or if you're um, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, coaching staff or front office, you see what you're now missing in Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has done nothing but um, stepped up to the play. I know he's had a couple of games here and there where um, he hasn't been as aggressive, but the days where he rolls out of the bed and says, okay, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to go at LeBron James. We're going to go at the Lakers and we aren't just going to fold. You see what you saw last night, and Jamie Butler has done nothing but um, stepped up to the plate. He's put belief into that team, into Tyler Hero, into Duncan Robinson, um, into Bam Adebayo to make to help them to believe that they can win this series. Um, and you saw that Jamie Butler uh, went head up with LeBron James. He didn't. St- he didn't take a. Um, he didn't step back at all whatsoever. Um, so last night was a really, really good game. I'm blessed that we were actually able to see the game because March or six months ago, seven months ago, we didn't know if we were able to see this. Um, and then even before the final started, everyone like, oh, this is a sweep. Or even after the Goran Dragic and the Bam Adebayo injuries, oh, this series is a wrap. No, Jimmy Butler is still on the team, regardless of who's still out, who's out, who's injured, um, who's making shots, who's not making shots. Jimmy Butler is still on the team, and Jimmy Butler has done amazing work with the team. Um, really good game from Jimmy Butler. Golly, he went right up um, with LeBron James. Um, very sad to see that the Lakers lost last night in the Mama jerseys. I did say Lakers in six, and that was Lakers in six, whether Goran Dragic and Bam out of value were playing or if they weren't playing at all. And that's, again, just mainly that was mainly because I saw and I understand that Jimmy Butler is hungry. He's, he's said numbers of times he'll take a W if he has to score zero points. He'll take a W if he has to score 40 points. And you clearly see that um, at the end of the day, he just wants to win. He doesn't care about getting a triple double. He doesn't care about um, taking the last shot. Um, and I just, like I said, I picked Lakers in six, and I think they'll close it out tomorrow. Um, the Lakers just – outside of AD and LeBron, did not make shots. Alex Caruso didn't make shots. Y'all call playoff rondo, playoff rondo. I never once believed that he had made a jump shot in over a week. We see now. <laughs> um, so Kyle Kuzma, he has been – he scored 19 points. I think it was a game three, the game three that they lost. He hasn't made a jump shot since then. Danny Green. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> I really want to do – What's the what's the thing trending on Twitter like this is how it began and this is how it's going or something like that? Yeah. And my, this is how it began was Danny Green was he made like seven threes the first night against the Clippers. He hadn't made more than two threes since then. And last night he has done nothing. In my opinion, Danny Green shouldn't be getting as much clock. I, th- I, I think he's out there for defensive purposes, but who is he guarding? Is it Tyler Hero? Yeah. Is it Duncan Robinson who just scored 26 points last night? I don't think so. Um, as wishy-washy as Kyle Kuzma is, I think I will still put Kyle Kuzma in that place um, because Danny Green can 
I mean, that if you look at if you take a still shot of how wide open Danny Green was when LeBron James passed him the ball at the end of the game, he was in a bubble by himself and he should have been able to make the three. That's why you're getting paid more than $10 million a year, Danny Green. But I'm pretty sure this is going to be your last year on the team. Um, so, again, shout out to the Heat. Um, shout out to the Lakers. I believe that the Lakers will close this out tomorrow at 6 30. Cool. I guess I'll go. Um, I do want to give all props and respect to Skyler as the uh, Laker fan that he is. Um, he is one Laker fan of that I unf- unfortunately follow. That um, <laughs> didn't have, um, oh, they wearing the black jerseys. It's, it's a win, right? Um, there were so many people, like from the media to to like just people in general. The moment that that report went out that the Lakers are wearing no black jerseys. It flipped a switch. I feel like part for me with Jimmy that said, "Oh, for real? Y- y'all gonna do that? <laughs> bet. Okay, so y'all think we done? Okay, bet." And Jimmy, to your point, Skyler, put has put Miami on his back. Whatever Pat, listen to me very very well, Pat Riley. Whatever that man wants, you give it to him. I don't. I don't want to hear nothing else. You give it to him. He single handedly carried that team with that triple double in game three to win. There was no bam. There was no, yes, thank you. 40 point triple double. Um, there was no bam. There was no Gordon, Gordon being our top scorer and bam being our top rebounder. We were missing both of those presents and Jimmy still stepped up. A huge shout out um, because we're talking about also game five, which just happened last night um, with Duncan Robinson, who has found him a home uh, and I've seen like tweets about like he's used to being in open in gyms by himself with no crowd it shows um and he was due for at least one game because we know we had Tyler Hero had a great game against the Celtics um and now we had Duncan Robinson that went off and just know that there has to be some other person that steps up there's no way people win in the finals without that even Kobe and Shaq needed a third person even though we always say Kobe and Shaq there was always a rotating third person to be there um and so I look forward to you know who's up and who's stepping up next for the heat I started in saying at first I said heat and six but then I realized the trajectory of how we've been winning our playoff series so I said heat and seven um and so my play is still alive um in order to do that though um bam is going to need to come out of nowhere um this next game um, I think his confidence is shot. Um, he is playing for the first time, to me, a, a better person at his position. Um, I don't think Giannis really plays the the four as, as much, especially offensively. So Bam wasn't really too concerned about that. He was guarding Brooke Lopez. But now he is. Um, and then also shout out to AD as well. We're not I'm I don't want to make sh- I want to make sure I talk about everyone. AD said, listen, I want Jimmy Butler. And has been guarding Jimmy Butler. That's what the defensive player of the year is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it, and well, he's somewhere. Maybe he's in France or Greece or whatever he's at. But he ain't in the in Orlando. So, like, huge shout out to him. Um, even LeBron, even if you watch LeBron, even especially down the um, fourth quarter, how he chooses not to switch or when he chooses to switch on defense is very key and very huge. When LeBron wants to score last game, he scored. I don't remember a game where I watched LeBron have like above like 60% from the three-point line. And I was like, wow, like for real, LeBron, you really hit that again? Like again? James, Antonio. 
That's the last time I remember. Be like five and five. Yep, game, game seven. So, like, I, I want to make sure we give them that. And even, let me not even stop, KCP had a great game Ooh. last night. Um, neither just was shooting, but defensively. Game um, four, yeah, in game four, sorry. In game game four. Four. Yeah. So, like, the Lakers have this rotating door of someone that's always going to be like a third person. I'm really, really, really hurt by Kyle Kuzma. I'm going to be honest. Um, I just believe there's more from Kyle Kuzma than what he is given to you. And to see a Tyler Hero, to see a Duncan Robinson outplay him on certain nights – that doesn't boast well for me, and I'm not even a Lakers fan. And he ran into – what, he run into Duncan Robinson on the three-point shot? Um, <laughs> and, really, down, like, and then, like, like he wasn't in the wrong. No, you, you were in the wrong. They've been calling it all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and before I pass it to you, Trevor, I promise, I'll pass it to you right here. I do not – and I repeat, I do not want to hear anything about the refs. The refs have been terrible the entire bubble. The entire bubble. The refs have been tremendously bad. So if they choose this game to be better or this game to be worse, just know going to that game, the refs are going to be terrible. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. Oh, no, you, you're on, man. You guess you uh, bought me some time, especially everything that's going on here. But uh just want to give uh, many kudos to the Miami Heat right now for uh, how they've been playing. Uh, there's nothing short of spectacular. Uh, Dr. Robinson was amazing tonight. Jimmy Butler, I'm becoming a bigger fan of his every single day, especially with uh, how he's played in these finals. Um, honestly, I, I did say Lakers in six, so I'm still looking at looking pretty decent right now. Um, but I will say the Lakers could possibly be in trouble uh, because you got the performance you got out of LeBron James last night. If you just watched, you just knew, okay, LA's about to bring this and for Miami to not only show resiliency to withstand, but also go and snatch a win away, LeBron has to have another game like that for these next, at least game six and possibly game seven. So it's going to be a dog fight these last, uh, at least these last games, if there is two. Um, and that kind of strongly, heavily favors Miami, given how everyone else has played. And at this point, Anthony Davis has been okay, you know, but he's kind of rocky. Uh, role players for like, I don't know, Danny Green, he's basically finessing 15 million from the Lakers at this point. Uh, so, going forward, uh, like I said, I still got the Lakers in six, so I really expect Anthony Davis to come out and really have a big game and make this case for me. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm concerned. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a little concerned. I will say that. Man, let me say this. AD, I mean, he's going to play game six. He said he's going to play. We'll see how much his injury heals. Because he is hurt. The heal. That is key. The Lakers really need to go and finish this. Because the injury lingers. And let's say it gets worse. <laughs> the Lakers need to go and finish it. But, and I mean, my hop in game six. So this, this series just became a whole lot interesting. And I hate Goran Dragic couldn't play, but um, he tried. He tried his best. You can look at his face expression in Game Four when he tried to warm up, and his face on the bench when he just knew he couldn't play. It, and it was it was sad to see. You you just know he was going to go out and try and play on like essentially a broken foot. Um, but next up, come shout out to Kendrick Nunn. 
I was just mm-hmm. I was just about to say, not go no further. I forgot about Kendrick. Four, go ahead. 14 points last night. I mean, this then the finals he's played well. With Goran Dragic ran out, and that's the key. He struggled throughout this bubble. But remember, he had COVID situation. I think he he either he caught COVID or family member caught COVID. He had so, COVID personal. And right. then he came back and he had the personal issue, he had to leave back out. Exactly. So he he struggled due to that. And now, of course, I was getting on him in the East Coast playoffs. Like, I mean, they got mentioned because he was struggling. And now we need him. Goran Drag is just hurt. Because you know, I started the whole season before the bubble. So you put in someone who's been playing, who, yeah, he's a rookie, but he's 20, he's like 24 years old. So he's a older rookie that was in G League last year. So he's not, you know, he's a rookie. I mean, really, he's not really a rookie. So, I mean, you have to think about things like that. But going forward, I think, like you said, with Bam Adebayo, for Miami, he have a legit shot no matter what going, what's going on, Anthony Davis, no matter how well him and LeBron, uh, of course, play together, whoever the third option is, which more likely looking like it's going to be KCP from this point forward based on the last two or three games or so. We need Bam to play better. And I say Tyler Hero as well. I know he's still 20 years old. He's still 20 years old. He's a definite rookie. But he hasn't really played well in the finals. Um, he's had a key buckets, a key moments, but we need him to have one. Dunk Robson had his game. Now we need Tyler Hero to have his game. Then we need Bam to have his game. That's really what we need to fool this offense seven. I just picked the Lakers five, so my prediction is gone. So he didn't seven is what I'm gonna ride with. I'm gonna go and ride with my boy Jimmy Buckets. Uh, <laughs> he's I got on him on my Let's Be Real podcast last week, and I'm not gonna apologize. It was rightfully so. He was being passive aggressive. Since then, he's been aggressive. That was after game two when he had 25 points. I think he had like 12 assists and eight rebounds, but. Brian AD had 30 plus a piece. So I was like, you need to get 30 plus. Two games he's had 35 and 40, we won. Simple as that. You gotta, that's what he's going to do. And like me and she just said, we're not calling him a superstar yet. We're gonna call him a super, a sup, dash star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could earn ER if he went off and <laughs> finish off these last two games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, great finals. Uh, great finals. Great game so far. I'm glad. After game one, so much of reaction, sweep, and all this stuff. Miami just to come. I mean, Lakers were hitting three. Like Scout, uh, point about like three point shooting the Lakers. The Lakers are generally not a good three point shooting team. Game one, they were hitting everything. So I'm like, hey, they gonna do that? We can sweep. But I thought they gonna do that for four games in a row. And you saw what happened in game five. So that's the key with the Lakers, where y'all have another game. Y'all just need one more game where y'all might have y'all shots fall. Game five wasn't it. Y'all got two chances to get one game for that. Mm-hmm. And he got two chances for Bam and Tyler Hero to kind of help Jimmy finish it off. Also, mm-hmm. move on. shout out to Tom Thibodeau. Y'all know me as a former Bulls fan. He used to play Jimmy Butler 40 minutes game in Chicago and Minnesota. He played 48, 47, and 20 seconds last night. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Thibodeau. So, yep. time for – anybody got anything else? No, I was about to say, like, um, again, shout out to Jimmy Butler being able to play 47 minutes. But I think just as one may be worried about Anthony Davis and, and his heel, I think if you're a Miami Heat fan, you have to be worried about, like, how much more can we get out of Jimmy Butler? Again, yeah, that's true. an amazing performance. One, I'm literally probably one of the best performances I've ever seen in the finals. But he just played out four. He just played forty-seven minutes, and he gets one day of rest. Yeah. 
So you're going to need, again, that same performance. And can you get that same performance? You need that for two more games, not even just one more game. Like I see this was flipped in the in the heat were up three, two, but you need two more games like that from Jimmy. And as much rest as he's not getting, can you get more? Can you get two more games like that? This would be my concern if you're the heat. And that's why I say yeah. Bam and Tyler Hero got to come through. It's really yeah. them too. And and I and I, I want to pick that for like game six. I want that to happen like next game. Um, and to your point, Scott, I, I don't. Jimmy cannot. He can't go back to back games like that, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah. He can at least maybe take a game off, like game six, so to speak, off, and then maybe give you that same performance in game seven. But Jimmy is is a sub star. Um, he's not ready to give you that consistently, uh, which is why I do need Bam. Uh, you do need Tyler to do that. But also, I want to go back to the point about the threes really quickly, and then we can keep going. The person that made the, the most timeliest threes has been LeBron James, someone that we've criticized multiple times about his shot selection, things like that. He was draining them last night, even when they were down. They could be down like 11, and then LeBron hits a three, and now they're down eight. It felt like they were tied. That's how – How? yes, haymaker, great word. Uh, that's how much of a haymaker that was, and that's just demoralizing. If KCP is at three, so what? If Kyle Cooper is at three, so what? But it's something different when LeBron hits it or when AD even hits a three. You're like, oh, dang. Like, you just feel the momentum shift, and, and that's exactly what LeBron is. He's a he's a generational talent um, and a, a GOAT. I wrote I wrote about this. I'm sticking to my point. I feel, still believe he is the GOAT. Um, and then you pair him up with AD and and. I really hope there's nothing wrong with his foot. I know the the heater down one, um, really kind of one and a half if you ask me, but I really hope nothing is wrong with AD um, and that he's ready to go. But to your point, he looked very, very tender um, during those last, what, about three or four minutes of the game, not coming down the court um, like he could have been. Um, and I really look, I really don't want the same thing to happen to KD to happen to AD. Yes, um, that's what I'm, I'm actually afraid of that, actually. I didn't want to say earlier, but it's like, I really hope, I like, I hate that happening to anybody. I mean, yeah, I want us to win, but I don't want nobody to get hurt like that. Like I hate, mm-hmm. I, I hate to, for that to happen. Ad, so hopefully he can pull through. He, him, and LeBron played for two minutes as well last game. So I need they same thing. But Lakers can kind of afford one of them to kind of relax. Jimmy Butler kind of has to be at that level consistently. But um, to move on to, I was going to do trade talk. It's really trash talk, to be honest, because. I'm presenting two trade offers, of course, by our very own that we don't, that we can't stand Bleacher Report. We don't know. Look at these trades. But shout out to Joe Martin next and the crew for bringing these topics up and arguing with people anyway. So let me pull up this first one. <laughs> I've seen Sean Coleman post. <sighs> the Grizzlies received Andre Drummond for Giannis Valanciunas and Justice Winslow. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not, I'm not paying. I'm not paying. I saw that. I'm damn near wanting to delete the bleacher report out. When I saw that, I'm not paying 28 mil for for Andre Drummond. Right now. Nick. <laughs> Come on, what's the yeah? What's next? Oh my god, no, not the way JV's been playing. No way. And, oh. and we're not paying like your point 20 million for a rebounder. No. Okay, so the next one. Hey, I'm trying to scroll to find this Jake Kelly. It was I know it's Jonas to Boston. And of course, you know Boston. Love's trying to trade with the Grizzlies. So let me try and pull this thing up. I know um Romeo Langford was in the trade. I know the draft picks this year, at specifically I think the 14th pick that we just gave to him was in this trade. 
Um, <laughs> I want to say Grand Weeze was in it, but I don't think he was in it. It was name Jalen Brown. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Romeo Langford. Carson Edwards. You remember him from Purdue? Uh, oh, yeah. He's a Tennessee fan, yeah, fortunately. Um, and this counter. Who the heck is Vincent Poirier Poir- Poir- in the 26th pick? No. Wait, no, you come on. No, and, no. And, what, and what do we what are we giving them? It doesn't matter. But what are we giving them? Young. No. 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 For people, we can't even pronounce their name. No. <laughs> so they really trying to get rid of this Jonas contract. Yeah. Even he's like it's, well. it's not like. Right. I, I, I think, and I think, if if I were the Grizzlies front office, I wouldn't make any trades. I understand, like we, the only trade that I would make. Is if somebody calls me with a pretty decent offer for Dylan Brooks? Outside of that, I'm not because the team is so young and you have constant people moving in and out of the roster. You have everybody's so young. Like just let this team develop a little bit. Again, this team was way ahead of schedule this year. Way ahead of schedule. Leave, leave it alone. Like see who you can resign. I would. I think top priority will be to see if you can re-sign D'Anthony Melton. That will be top priority. If you can't, if you can't re-sign him, then see if you can, if you can maybe find somebody to replace him. But as far as making trades and getting rid of JB, JB ain't even that bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's just Stan Peck. I think Stan Peck. I think that's how some teams develop and become who they are. It's just you stand Peck and just let your team develop and then go from there. Don't make any trades at this point. Yeah. Be mindful. This is Bleacher Report. This ain't coming yeah, yeah. in. So we, I don't. I doubt we are thinking like this at all. So King Climb. We can't even pronounce their name. King Climb is ranked six in his uh executive year award for a reason. <laughs> all right, let's get into that one. That was pretty quick and easy. Anybody got any other trade suggestions? <laughs> nope. I would just suggest don't don't trade anybody. Don't trade anybody. Right along with you. Yeah, right. Just keep them intact. Chemistry is huge. Chemistry is something mm-hmm. that you can't buy. Yep. All right. So remember, man, follow us on Twitter starting five to number five MEM, Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzly, and listen to the other podcasts on the network, Core 4, 3 and D, and GBB Live. Of course, we're, um, like I said, they're dropping blogs every single day. They're still doing free agency profiles and draft profiles, which we'll get to in later episodes as well. So continue to uh, you know, check out ChristyBearBlues.com to read the articles. Uh, once again, this is I am the one P Shark on Twitter. I'm at underscore Scott Lego. Keep it that keep it that simple. I'm at the other several. It's really cheating. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. really. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Uh, Until next time. Peace.